Jersey Scene Coming Clean podcast is presented by Cloak and Dagger Media. Like, what do I press now? Like, I need to do something, right? I'm like, no, it's, it's already recording. Just, just start. So, so when you just hit, you give this to Cloak and Dagger? No, no, I um, I edit this myself. I do all the artwork myself. I do everything. That's cool. Oh, shit, that's cool. And then, and then I do. You can't send it to me, and I like put it online or something. Yeah, dude. You, I mean, I'll send you the link. You can put on. You can share as much as you want. So basically, the way it works is, uh, Kevin and I both have podcasts. He has one that's focused on mental health on tour mm-hmm. and a bunch of stuff. It's really cool. You should go check it out. That is really cool. And uh, this one is just kind of me. Um, I've met so many people throughout the years, like doing music and just going to shows. And I'm like, these people are all awesome. And I want everybody to know who they are. That's cool. So I was like, I want to profile people. Just just talk about what we do. Like, there's yeah. Nothing, there's nothing like too special about it. It's just something that just is chill. important to us. Yeah, and Cloak and Dagger is a pretty cool website, right? It's yeah, you should go check out cloakanddagger.com <laughs> who, who presents this podcast and gives me a platform, which is nice. You know? It's Hell nice yeah. to have a place to put it because I was nervous if I put it out on my own. I'm like, I'm I'm just some asshole. Listen to my podcast. You're not but an asshole. I know I'm not, <laughs> but you know what I mean. I'm just like, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sending my shit out to get likes. I'm sending my shit out because... I try to keep it interesting. I don't know if you follow the page, but I post fake New Jersey facts every day. Yeah, I have to, I, have, I think I have to. I think the last one I posted was um, School of Rock was shot in both Mawa and Edison. And while some of the cast have gone on to have successful careers, most of them just live on the streets where the movie was shot. <laughs> that one guy got arrested. Though, yeah, from the, DWI. Gu- the, kid, the guitar player. Zach or whatever. Yeah, yeah no, he, he got, got arrested for stealing guitars. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> he was stealing guitars. Like, Damn, dude, that's crazy. You were in a movie with Jack Black. Just ask him for a guitar. I'm sure yeah. He's got like a thousand of them. I wonder where all his money went. I mean, I'm sure he got a pretty decent paycheck from that movie. Yeah, I mean, all the, the royalties. I mean, it's a very pop. It's a classic. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder if the School of Rock. I wonder which one came first, the movie or the like the music school. I'm sure the movie and then the music school just took the name. Yeah, because I mean they're all over New Jersey. I don't think they're anywhere else. I've never been to one actually. There's Montclair. There's one in Short Hills or Milburn. I think there's one in Red Bank. Yeah, there's one in Red Bank and there's one in Madison. I think actually. Oh yeah, there you go. Either Madison or Summit, that area. New Jersey. All right. Yeah, where I hail from. North Jersey. Yeah. What town are you from? From Matawan. Okay. So my mom's from Old Bridge. So I think. Yeah, that's yeah, it. that's right. That's right. We've we've spoken about this before. By the <laughs> way, Andy brought me a bagel because he's he's a true Jewish friend. I am. And he brought his fellow Jew a bagel on Shabbos. 
which is important. It is. It's important to have a, an everything bagel on Shabbos. I didn't eat a bagel though. I'm gonna. I'm at myself a yogurt parfait later. Oh, oh boy, <laughs> a yogurt parfait. Very exciting. So let's talk a little bit about your music. So you were touring for a while as Weird and Wonderful Words. Yes. You did some acoustic stuff for a while, and then you did that, um, the full band stuff with Dylan. I haven't heard from Dylan Young in forever, but oh, I, that I, kid is such a sweetheart. Oh, I love Dylan. Uh, I spoke to him not too long ago. Um, What's he just, up to? I think he... Um, I, th- I don't know if he's still doing music, but I know he's definitely... I think he's in school or just getting out of school. He has a job and everything. That's I mean, he's doing he's well. I see him post pictures of himself in suits looking dapper. Yeah, I mean, he always he, do that, but I mean, he's looking good. He so. looks great. And uh, I know he did a charity thing where he went up, he went up, went up flight of, like, flights of stairs to, I think, to raise awareness for yes, uh, lung cancer, yeah, if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so all around good guy. Dylan love Dylan. Dylan. Check out his music. He's, Absolutely. He's a nice guy. But yeah, so you did that with him. Um, did Adam produce that at timber studios no um so my buddy pat who produced my who produced everything i've ever done i've gone through pat okay um he records everything how'd you meet him um so he is the brother of my buddy tom who plays in a band called we were in so we were in a band in high school called the luna laval okay way back in the day i was a drummer that sounds like a post-hardcore band no it was like uh it, it was kind of like an Arctic Monkeys, like indie rock kind of okay, band. Um, we did that, and then we were in. Um, then I left that band, um, and I started Weird and Wonderful Words on my own. But we've all known each other, you know, since high school. Tom is probably one of my closest friends in the world, and Tom Pat is Tom's brother, along with um, their brother Connor, who does all the music videos, who plays on, who played on. Um, a lot of other weird and wonderful words records and everything. So all three of the brothers are very, very um, tight knit and is and have helped me infinitely with all my music. So I owe them pretty much everything. Was the full band one? Was that the last release under that name that you put out? The weird and wonderful words. Yeah. yeah, I only you know I released it and um and then I just. You know, I just, I couldn't, there was a lot going on, you know, with me physically. I went to a relapse um, with my stomach issues, uh, colon issues, and I just, I just needed time to step away. Yeah. And when I felt, I was going through like a, a pretty bad flare up and essentially when I go through a flare up, yeah. like my whole world just shuts down just because I literally can't leave the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's just not fun, no. so... I just needed time to step away, and once I started getting better, I decided to do a new project with Pat, um, and then that's where New Shoes came in. Um, where did you so. get that name from? So I, I, I asked that all the time. So I was in, I think, the East Brunswick Mall, because the, going to the mall is one of my favorite things to, in the world to do. Because well, we is grew up in New Jersey. That's, that's, that's the mall wh- capital of the world. Absolutely. That, that is where I decompress and just, you know, take time for myself. Um, but there was a sale at JCPenney. I think it was fifty percent off new shoes. I was like, "That's a quirky name. Let me, let me, let me use that." And then that but what was are, it. But what are nude shoes? What does that like mean? the color nude? Like 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 women's like stilettos. Oh. Like it was like a sale of the color nude. You know, like the you oh. know, and so it that was. There's a shoe, you know, that's a color for shoes and you know, like clothing and everything. And I was like, "That's a cool name for a band." Done. New shoes. Yeah, yeah, I like it. So, you know, just quirky. And, and also, like, 
I didn't want something that was just kind of like run of the mill, you know. Well, like, it sounds contradictory. Nude yeah, shoes. yeah. Like, that, that's are, are you wearing shoes? Yeah, like or is it just feet or is it, just is it feet, socks? Like, you know, what I mean. What, but, what are nude shoes? Yeah, like I didn't want. I just didn't want to like have a run of the mill kind of name. You know, something that would at least spark some interest or be like, what the fuck is that? Oh, you know. That. Yeah, no, that's fine. You can you can curse. Oh, okay, cool. I might I might do bleep outs later. <laughs> I was That's thinking fun. about getting like um, a party favor <laughs> thing and just going <laughs> every time there's a curse. You ever see Tim and Eric? Yeah, uh, no, I haven't, but I, I think I I imagine what you're trying to do. Yeah, <laughs> spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah. what. So you've been touring a lot. I mean, what I really like about you is that you have your act is pretty mobile, especially your acoustic act. You can just pick up your guitar, your little baby Taylor. You can just go anywhere. Yeah, that's pretty much um, the idea behind it. I mean, I have a full band now. Right, I saw you guys um, practicing. On so Facebook we 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 actually have practice later today, which I'm very excited for. Um, so that is great to actually hear like the record come to fruition and come to life. Who's in your live band right um, now? So it's my buddy Billy, who is a friend of Pat. Um, my buddy Mark, my buddy is, and then and then Billy's buddy, uh, Billy's friend Brian. He plays drums, so okay. he's the newest addition. So we're uh, we're all just we go the raw way um, to Hellhound Studios, um, very nice studio space, like really good rehearsal place, um, very clean and like the equipment's great. And we just you know are learning, you know everyone's learning the songs, writing some new stuff, you know just trying to jam and getting ready for. You know, some live shows that will hopefully be happening in June. Yeah, um, I mean, you book pretty far in advance, right? I mean, you got yeah. you got stuff lined up next month already. I have stuff. Yeah, I have a tour next. I have a solo tour next month. I have a. So- I we have a full band tour that has yet to be announced in July. This is this uh, is an exclusive. So uh, this, yeah, it is. It's still under, still in in progress, but we are very excited for that. And you know, beyond that, we'll see what happens. So. Yeah. So. Um, what would you say are like your top three places that you end up going? Because I see you go to Philly a lot. Like- yeah, Philly's probably number one. Um, I I love playing in Philly. I think Philly has such a dynamic and uh, wonderful scene. Uh, I just there's so many opportunities to meet new people, and the the shows are great, and everyone there is great, and it's a very loving and supporting community. So I really love Philly. Love Asbury. Um, just played Asbury. I think two weeks ago. Yep. And and then I guess just all around you know New Jersey like North Jersey you know um, Central Jersey, um, but Philly is I've seen I just and and Brooklyn too I played Brooklyn a, a few times too so you know New York is always uh an, always an interesting place to play you just never know what's gonna happen exactly um, what's your travel situation like do you ever have issues like getting to shows do you take trains do you take your I, car, do you just I just like take my go? car. Um, I have a, a pretty reliable. I have a Mazda three. You know, uh, you know, it's a good car. It takes me where I need not to go. Not a sponsor. No, yeah, not a sponsor. I, <laughs> but I've had it for a long time, and you know, that's how I pretty much go. I mean, if I'm playing in the city, I work in Manhattan. So if I'm playing in the city, maybe I'll like just take a train. But then it's the problem of getting home back to Jersey. So I have to kind of like really assess the situation you could not you could not pay me to drive into new york i, I mean i do it every sunday i, could, um, I, I could, drive in the battery could, park every could, sunday oh so God, i could never do that <laughs> it's a, it's tough it's tough it is tough so you work a lot obviously yep. and you have a girlfriend and you have music so yeah. talk a little bit about like your work balance because i know like you just have like i don't know how you fit so much into so little time but you managed to pull it off you know i 
work is uh is very busy um i work a lot uh and yes absolutely um also you know maintaining a healthy relationship where do you work by the way tell the folks at home so i do i work at the 9-11 memorial um in you know downtown and uh downtown manhattan um so i've been there for almost three years and you know it's it's a wonderful place to work it's just you know it's a, it's a lot of the days are long um they're long hours and the, the hours do change so you know maintaining that you know know um keeping up a healthy relationship with my girlfriend the music um i also substitute teach when i can so sometimes i'm working six days a week and playing two or three shows in that week um so on top of you know a 13 14 hour day right with commute you know with commuting it can end up being a 13 14 hour day that was the other thing with commuting it's like that's three hours a day just getting and just, going home it, from work it's it's, just... it's a lot so tr- like when i have days where i don't have to do anything those are important yeah so, so what have you been listening to lately like well, oh my god what i've been listening to lately putting me on the spot um uh i i guess a lot of new let me see shit um can i can i open my yeah uh, dude go right ahead we're not we're not at work right now you can use your phone right um i don't know i'm still i'm still rocking a lot of the old school like pop punk stuff that you know always newfound glory like now that the with the weather is getting a little bit better did you uh see they have a new um release coming out in a couple of weeks yes they're, from, they're from the yep, part three i believe yep. right um but uh i've been listening to the new main album a lot that's a really good record um they've been like making waves in like a scene completely outside of ours that i'm not even familiar with they're like they're kind of on that country route now, the pop country a little bit. American yeah. Candy that came out in 2015 was a lot. That's a great record. It's a really great That's record. Ap- it's excellent record. Definitely like that um, that Florida country type of sound. They're kind of like um, Mayday Parade kind of went more in the pop punk route, and I think the main went more in the alternative route. They're, they're, they're Mayday's new record's great. The main's new record is fantastic. The last two Mayday albums, Black Lines was like a real game changer for them. They really wanted to do something different, yeah, and go a little bit harder, a little bit edgier. And and then Sunnyland is yeah is amazing. That record from top to bottom, I think, is is awesome. Um, really big fan of them. Uh, uh, just saw State Champs in Manhattan not too long ago uh, with my they're, girlfriend. They're like radio famous. Oh, I, I love like... them. I've been listening to them for years. Um, they're fantastic. Really, really good band. Um, as far as like, I guess, you know, I guess like smaller bands. Um, I've been listening to this band called Garden Side. This band called Small Talks. Um, they're fantastic. Um, a lot of the bands on my label, too, I listen to pretty frequently. Masmalo, 2319, uh, Postseason. Which label is that, by the way? Uh, no Hope Records okay. in, in Philadelphia. So um, the roster they have is fantastic, and the releases um, are just are just great. And looking forward to more releases. You know, just I listen to all the bands in the label, which is which which is what makes it special for me. Yeah, no, it's important. I mean, like I feel like with the bigger labels, you can't listen to everything on like RCA or Columbia, but with like no. the smaller labels, like it's it wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily call it a family, but it's sort of like a little group of like, you know, you might end up on tours with these people if the yeah. label decides they want to do some sort of promotion over the summer. Absolutely. I, I I'm, you know, I guess that's uh being more in the works. Um this band Sleep In. I played with them in the past as Weird and Wonderful Words. They just put out a record. Um, so they're they're great. Really always enjoyed their music. So a lot of really cool bands I listen to on a daily basis. So right. like just seeing them and knowing them is really cool. Yeah, who are some of the local bands that you grew up with? Like, what do you remember? Like your first days of going to shows in New Jersey when, like, you started seeing like people you went to high school with starting to oh, do man. stuff. 
So I guess locally, like like when I first started, I mean, it was I went to so my buddy Aaron um, was in this band called Thus We Remain. They were like a metalcore band. Yeah. So I used to follow. Were they him. Were they really Thus We Remain? Was yeah, a metalcore band. Yeah, yeah, like a, like a metal. Yeah, and so I used to go to his shows, and it was a lot of other metalcore, like deathcore kind of. How bands. old would you say you were around that time? Uh, I was it must have been fourteen, fifteen. Okay, like you know, I guess like some of the VFW halls. Oh um, yeah, like I remember specifically. Seeing like backyard shows like in someone's house. Oh my god! And they just just literal just just go into someone's backyard and just you know you just see people kind of like uh, Porchistas, the Porchistas home studio in um, Montclair. Ah, I've, I've you've I've, never been there? No, I've never been there. I've seen Dylan there a couple times before. It's like hmm. some random like house studio and. Um, I think I, there's a band called the Porchistas that records out of there. That's interesting. They have a living room space and they have an outdoor space and like that's cool. I haven't seen shows there in forever. I, they might have stopped doing it because they were using their own home. Yeah, they might have gotten a little too crazy. But I, I w- if I if I like had the means or like if I you know somehow ended up in the situation, I would love to run a show house. I think that'd yeah, be- no, I um I tried to do that in college, so. My so my junior year, I was friends with a bunch of guys who ran a house. They ran a house the year before, and then they moved, and then the new house was even better. And we got some really interesting bands there. We had um, Aviator. Oh yeah, 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 I know Aviator. Um, for sure. We got um, Taking Meds, which is two of the oh, guys yeah. from Such Gold were yeah, there. Yeah, I I know Such Gold, and I d- I know Taking Meds as well. Yeah, so it was like a bunch of really cool shows there. And I moved. I ended up moving into that house the next year because uh, my living situation fell through, and I needed a place like last minute. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Jeff, is your place open? And he's like, Yeah, n- uh, no one's rented it out yet. So I wanted to run shows out of there, but I didn't have a PA, so I was just kind of like shit out of luck. Yeah, yeah. But but running Absolutely. a house, it just seems like a lot of fun. Like, even if you just do it, like, one night on the weekends, just, like, every Saturday or every other Saturday, you just open it up for a couple bands. Like, yeah, that, it, that that would be something. I would call it, like, Cat's Cradle or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you could, you could make stupid little t-shirts, uh, yeah. make a couple extra bucks, just have some friends around. Yeah, just for providing a fun, safe space for people to, you know enjoy some you know cool bands that they've never heard before or seen before you well, know that's bands why I on think tour we thrive so much in new jersey because um we all have basements which is not a luxury that people have in other states like in florida there's no such thing as a basement because yeah. they're so low down yeah so that's true <laughs> so basement shows are pretty common here like parents seem to be pretty cool in this area they're Absolutely. pretty supportive of their kids music so if the kid's like hey i want to have me and my friends play a show in the basement they're like yeah whatever we'll go out we'll We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll do some heavy drinking, and and, and that, but that's how a scene starts, you know. You just, it's just a community, you and it seems like it's kind of migrated because it's kind of like Montclair was really big a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and then it kind of migrated down to New Brunswick with the yep. college kids, and now it seems to be really down here in Asbury. Yeah, really Asbury's the the place to be now. And that's that's for sure. Um, I I love Asbury's. Even you know just. The, the venues there. Yeah, no, the, uh, the brewery this, is like the new spot. The brewery, Asbury Park Music Foundation, like yep. all these little spots now. Um, uh, even the Saint and Wonder Bar, sometimes if you're a little bigger, high, like a little more high profile, if you have like touring stuff, you can get shows there. Like, yeah, I'm actually playing the Saint, I think, in like a couple weeks. They're pretty open to people coming in. I mean, I know the Front Bottoms hang out there a lot. It's a big place for just like people to hang out. I think I saw they had, um, 
some sort of uh, hip hop show there over oh, the last yeah. summer. Yeah, they do all sorts of weird stuff. The hip hop scene's kind of getting big, which makes me happy because I love hip hop. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, me too. And I think there's a lot of cool stuff coming out of New Jersey that people need to hear. Yeah, ab- absolutely, absolutely. The, the, it's becoming a very um, the, the scene's getting very diverse, which is great. Yeah, so. no, it's important because I I love the scene, but I'm tired of hearing the same pop punk and emo bands <laughs> all day long. Like I love everybody. I love all your music, but I'm happy to hear some new stuff too. And I like I like new stuff because it challenges people. Yeah, because absolutely. Once, because once you have genres kind of like competing for space, mm-hmm. it turns into how can we get the sound that they're doing that gets attraction come to our shows and vice versa. People learn from each other. Absolutely. And they start to experiment with their sound because I think that that's what New Jersey does a lot is that like we have like this tastemaker status. I don't know why, but so many bands that like are influential or like real like you know the top of the line for like streetlight manifesto mm-hmm. is probably the most talented ska band that has ever yeah i've seen streetlight a bunch of times i love streetlight manifesto i've seen them four times they're fantastic they put on such a great show starland and i i've I, you know i live 10 minutes from starland were so. you at were you at their show in 2013 the end of the beginning of the end tour uh, when they I, said they were breaking up and then played a show eight months later i don't think so <laughs> i saw them when i again i was like younger i was i was like in my my teens when i used to see them um but they were uh they were really they were like you know i was really in the ska for like a minute and that was like you know big d in the kids table i yeah. remember they played with them you know catch 22 you know street like catch 22 so yeah those, those kinds fish, of bands goldfinger yeah yeah starland used to have a bunch of ska shows i remember i saw less than jake real big fish and goldfinger all play together and it was absolutely insane and suburban legends which i don't know if you know them but they're actually fantastic they're kind of they kind of fell underneath and then i actually never off the radar. Them. yeah they're great they're um they're kind of like a dancey ska band. They have lots of dance uh, That's drums cool. and stuff. And then there's Folly. They were like a hardcore oh, ska God, band. Folly. I was just talking about Folly. Do you know Best of the Worst? Yeah, yeah, I do. So I was at um, my local uh, glass store yesterday, and I was talking to um, this guy. He's Cheech, or mm-hmm. his name is also – he goes by Garrett or Cheech. Mm-hmm. And he's in Best of the Worst. And I met these guys like five years ago at the Batcave. And That's crazy. I was like talking to him about it, uh, just like about music. He's like, and my band. I'm like, oh, what band do you want? He's like, oh, Best of the Worst. I'm like, wait, really? Like I met you guys like five years ago. It was like the craziest that thing. Is- so – such a small world we ended up talking for like an hour and a half about local music he's a really cool guy um he he has a house in new brunswick that's like a home studio like that's the kind of thing that like i love like have you ever been to the j house in new brunswick i don't think so it's basically it's like maybe i have it's a house show place it's it's like a bunch of students live there i saw animal flag play there once i played with animal flag in philly Alex way, Pickard, way back, sweetest kid ever. Way, I, way I back, a couple years ago, um, I played a house uh, show with Animal Flag in Philly. That's right. That was a long time ago. Those guys are great. I mean, yeah. they're all in different projects. Do you, uh, did you meet Sai Bodapali? I don't remember. He's this their was... lead guitarist. He was in Yeehaw. Do you remember Yeehaw? No. These are like a bunch. They're all from Boston, so mm-hmm. a lot of them went to Berkeley College of Music. Mm-hmm. So Yeehaw was this random pop punk band that they started for fun, and their first show was they um smash mouth was playing i think in boston and they're like hey we want to open for you guys and they made a facebook post and they were like spamming the event page about it and they didn't get on so they performed outside the doors after the oh show my God. they set up their amps and everything and they literally played a full set outside the doors and people were there watching people were there watching there was That's a video crazy. up and everything it was fantastic That's it was crazy it was really funny but yeah no the j house was basically it's just like another one of those new brunswick house situations where you can run shows out of it you can record stuff there everyone's a musician that's um, cool. I think I might have heard of it. Do you know I, Johnny Cola? 
out of New Brunswick. He's Sounds familiar. One of those guys, um, Killer Shrimp, I think, is one of the groups out of there. They no. do a bunch of music projects, but basically, New Brunswick was kind of like that hub for a while, but now it oh. seems like Asbury is yeah. starting to blow up a little bit more, especially with the rise of venues. Absolutely. And I think a lot of the kids who graduated from Rutgers who were part of that scene are moving down here, and some of the new kids who are going to Rutgers aren't as active, but... That's I feel like that's kind of what ends up happening is that yeah, like they people just, grow just, up and they move. They change and um you know the venues in Asbury are great. I mean my favorite venue is House of Independence. Oh that place uh, is that awesome. place is fantastic. It's they just, get some really interesting people there too. They don't just get like the most popular people. They get like weird stuff. They get a lot of great stuff. Um I love the emo nights that they have there. I'm a big fan. My girlfriend and I are big fans of that just a yeah, it's, throwback it's, nostalgia kind of thing. It's like cuz Everyone else has their club culture, and emo kids never really had one. Yeah, and this is a, and it's a way that just you know, be nostalgic and sing songs that everyone else knows together. And we're not, and it's not a cover show, so you don't have to like complain and yell at how they're not playing the song. Yeah, exactly, right. they could just you know, and they, it's just, it's just the music's loud and it's fun, and I don't know, it's just a good time. I've, I've always very much enjoyed it. So emo night Brooklyn, shout out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've been doing them a lot. They do like every month now. Yeah. Pretty. Yeah. I try to go as much as I can. And sometimes been, they have. Uh, they have guest people come in. Sometimes. I've seen a lot. I've seen the. I've seen a lot of uh, guest people. I think the first one I saw uh, was a guitar player from Hidden in Plain View. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, Rob Freeman. Yeah, he played an acoustic set. Um, I've seen Shane from Valencia, who's uh, also signed to No Hope, um, play. So I just, wait, Valencia still plays. Well, yeah, Valencia just played uh, in December. Oh my God! Um, but Shane a, has Promise of Redemption, which I love. Promise of Redemption. I saw them in Asbury at the brewery. Um, but uh, yeah, they just played. I think in Philly in December, they sold out two nights. That's forget, awesome. Forget yeah, because no, yeah. that that throws me back to like freshman year of high school. I was all over oh, yeah, Valencia. Absolutely. Like, all those like beginning uh, pop punk bands that like they all sounded pretty unique. I mean, it was usually in the vocals. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I feel like a lot of like those bands, especially the, the post hardcore, the pop punk bands, they really had to differentiate themselves on the drums and on the vocals. Those were the two things. Drums are like I I still think drums are the most important thing in a pop punk band. If you have a really really well, tight drummer and a good drummer, and it sounds unique. Like compare Blink One Eighty Two to any other band. It's yeah, like, it's listen just... to like a Blink song and just imagine it with standard just like drums because you could do it with standard drums, but Travis just throws so much flair in there and it just it creates an entire it, it literally creates something so wonderful and new and blink will i mean i love blink i don't really like blink with matt skiba okay we're gonna get if we're Th gonna get into thank that, god i have I someone like, to talk to about this i like blink with tom i will always be a tom fan um i like matt skiba i like him in alkaline trio i enjoy alkaline trio good morning's a great record um but i think I'm gonna, I, it's just my opinion. I think California fell really flat for me. Um, I have and, a very strong opinion about this. Yeah. So, number one, they worked with the wrong producer. John okay. Feldman's a great guy. They shouldn't have worked with him. There's only one person who can produce a Brinkle 182 album at this point, and it's Jeremy McKinnon of A Day to Remember. That would that, he's that the, he knows Blink One Eighty Two better than they know themselves, and, the, and he's the only person. Who who's could do producing it. your next record? John Feldman again. Oh yeah. Okay. I think. Oh, because. Uh, I just, I just don't, I don't know. It just, there's no like leads and riffs. Like everything that Blink was based on. Like there's, it, o there's only one pop punk musician who could possibly replace Tom DeLonge, and it's Max Bemis. Max Bemis is the only one. He's got, he's got the riffs. He's got the vocals. It's, he can do both. It's just it, Tom just brought 
those little quirky leads and those like single note riffs. That's what that I'm saying. Like just you like need... take off your pants and jacket is, oh my, is my all time favorite Blink record. Um, hands down, and top to bottom, front to back, that record is on like ten out of ten. There's, I don't think it's a know, great pun it's, too. It, it's yeah, absolutely. It's a flawless record in my opinion, and I think it's an amazing record. But ev- every song had was sent was was centralized around a riff or a lead, and the rhythms carried and changed underneath it, and that's what made it so catchy. Well, like if you listen to like just, Reckless Abandon, it starts off with just a riff and vocals. Yeah, a lot just, of the songs start off it, that way. It just everything is just so upbeat and well done and the vocals are great but the guitar work was so much better for their new record there was just there's no remember there's no memorable leads there's no memorable riffs everything is just vocal based and chords and it's just boring and that's why i was saying like i own like i think max bemis is the only one like i don't think that they like personally would be a good like match for each other but i think like musically I think he's the only pop punk guitarist and vocalist who has enough of a unique style because I don't think that Blink necessarily needs Tom. I just think they need a lead guitarist who's going to try I something. Think, different. I think they need Tom. You I think, think they need I, Tom? I, th- I think he's the one that started the band. They they need him. They do they they do need him. But if they were to survive without him, they need a guitarist who can do something different, not like run of the mill chugging along. I but. think it's in in my opinion. I'm hardcore about it. I think that he. Without him, I don't think Blink should but, exist. But yeah, because here's the thing: Tom's never coming back. He's too busy chasing aliens. And I know, and and, you know, and and that's all well and good, and he has other passions and everything. But you know, Angels and Airwaves, I enjoyed. Um, I I mean, Boxcar Racer is like, oh uh, god, I mean, that one record is just it's I a game so changer. Mad. Game changer for you know that record's amazing, and just it would just be great to have like you know I don't know because what Take Off Your Pants and Jacket came out what two thousand two. 2001. Yeah, so that 20th anniversary is coming up soon. You know, I would. Oh my god, I would give. I would pay hundreds of dollars to see a like original Link Blink lineup play. That Travis record. can get that cool machine that makes him drum upside yeah, down. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I just I mean, I'm their new record. I think is coming out this year, if I'm correct. Yeah. So I mean, um, I'm definitely gonna listen to it just to see. But you know, I'll hopefully. do what I do with did with California. I'll listen to the first 30 seconds. And be like, I hate this. Yeah. I hate this. I, I'm I'm just gonna sample it and see what happens. Because I knew because bored to death was the lead single, and, and that song that song led me bored to death. It literally I, made me bored to death. It was not very good, but again, just my opinion. I think Tom needs to be back in that band. <laughs> yeah, but we have. I think we have to come to terms with the fact that it's not gonna happen. I I just don't think he's interested. Yeah, that's like, what it is. It's really sad. It's like you could call it wasted talent, but I mean, he did do like. He's done some weird stuff with like satellites. I think he helped the government do something. He he's doing his journey and that's all well and good. I will always enjoy the way that he plays guitar and I will always enjoy the way that, you know, his, the way he writes music. So Right, but like does Blink 182 need to exist anymore? I think is the real question. Like without Tom, is there like are they putting out any music that's worth adding to their catalog? If if he was in it um and I would like to see one more record with the original, you know, with with you know, with them, with you know, I mean, obviously the original line was with was with Scott, right? Um, but no one wants Scott Peck. I mean, Scott was, you know, he wasn't the bad drummer, but I mean, Travis is yeah, you know, no. light years ahead. But you know, a Mark, Tom, and Travis, you know, if they were to put out another record, I w- I think that would be for me that would be enough. Like just one last record, you know, something just you know very similar in the vein of you know. Um, 
and the of the state and take off your pants and jacket and even the self-titled you know just something in that vein and just you know have an awesome banger of a record and you know just go out with a huge tour and be done and i'll be honest like i wasn't a big fan of neighborhoods when it came out california made me like neighborhoods so much yeah i wasn't a big fan either but now that i've gone back and listened to it it's it's because my problem with it was like this sounds like angel and airwaves covering a blink 182 album. yeah absolutely it did but you know what but looking back that's fine yeah they're older they were more mature they're not as angsty as they used to be i understand like it makes sense yeah their music just isn't as edgy and it probably never will be it's like expecting green day to come out with another dookie it's just not gonna yeah, happen yeah no, they just people grow and mature and everything like that so you know but i would love one more record of, of for those three guys to just put out and then call it a day yeah, yeah so. and just the record i don't think they're working with john feldman they're working with a different pop producer but they still need to stop working with pop producers because yeah, they need they need someone that like the do from they remember, remember you know, uh, just someone that knows their music inside and out and can bring back that you know the, that like or that the dude who um who uh, did a day to remember is homesick um from Kill Switch Engage uh, yeah that that record's amazing dude I that forgot record. that producer's name but he was so funny they did that six part did you ever see that video series Data no remember oh my god it's like a parody like um reality show of them in the studio. And like the first day, he's like, "Go get, go to Dunkin' Donuts and get me a donut with sprinkles." And they like <laughs> the whole, and like the whole band is like sulking and walking to Dunkin' Donuts it's and bringing just, back a bagel. That, yeah, it's just <laughs> it's so funny. It's like three minutes per episode. They did it with Common Courtesy too, where they just like a fake sitcom. Yeah, but like they're so into entertaining their fans. They spend so much money on their promotion, their music videos. Yeah, absolutely. I've always been a fan. Um, Homesick is a great record. Um, what the what separates from me from you? Yeah, that record is again top to bottom fantastic. Uh, I'm excited to see them at Warp Tour. I uh, got tickets to go to the Atlantic City. Beat, oh, so. I'm, like, I'm so jealous. I'm very excited. I got uh, uh, my girlfriend pre like got the as soon as they went on sale, we ordered them right away. Did you see the other thing going on at PNC? Oh, uh, the uh, no, it's the used. Oh yeah, Survive I will. Thrice. I will be on tour, so I will not be able to get to that show. But I think we do have tickets for Summer Sad Fest at, at the Stone Pony. Yeah, main stage. the main is playing. I think the main. I think May Day. If forever the sickest kids could play, I would die very happy. Because I don't even think any of them live in the same state I anymore. I love that band, so I really hope they they come back. Oh my <laughs> and god, play that show. Well, I know you have to get going because you you are a busy man. But thank yeah. you so much for stopping by. This oh, is thank a great. You. Chat. Thank um, you so much for having me. Of course. So uh you heard it here first, folks. This is uh Andy Katz of Nude Shoes. Uh tell the folks what you got going on in your life right now. What's what's going on? What's next for you? So the next thing, um, I have a solo tour that is going to be announced very soon. Um I'm playing I think Pittsburgh, West Virginia, um, Columbus, Ohio, and Philly. I believe they're all like Apartments. Uh, it's a, is like, West Virginia like a campus? Like I don't West know. It's Huntington, West Virginia. I've never. I've only yeah, driven no. through like a piece of it to get back to like Jersey from Ohio. Or my something. sister goes to school there, so um, I'm somewhat familiar. So I don't know where Huntington. Like I don't know anything about the town, yeah. but I'm just trying to find good coffee places and you know cool bars to go to. Um, my buddy beer. Billy is joining me on guitar. I mean, he he was he's just joining me on the trip, and my buddy Charlie, who played drums on. Uh, the first two tracks of the record he is also coming along too and we're just gonna have a good time and just you know hang out meet some new people and then I have some other shows in May that are lined up and then uh, June hopefully I'm you know can get a full band rec- a full band show together and then in July another tour and 
you know, I'm in the studio again, actually writing. So, um, so that's it's, awesome. It's and lot, where can people find your music? Uh, you can find it on uh, Spotify. You can find it on Apple Music. Um, you can find it on no. If you go to nohoperecords.com, uh, you can get the CD. I believe vinyl is coming out soon with it as well. Um, YouTube, um, uh, you know, anywhere that you listen, any major platform that you listen to music, um, the record's there. So please take a listen, Spotify, all that stuff. So, awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here again, Thank Andy. You. And that's all for us today. We will see you next time on Jersey Scene Coming Clean. And I'm going to play you out with whatever local Jersey band I decide to play you out with <laughs> this time. All right. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you. Take notes on being normal. How to wave and be nice. Or talk to a child. Or offer a hand. Or actually smile. Maybe I'll learn how to talk to people. Maybe I'll learn how to laugh Maybe I'll end up just like my dad But I just don't feel like a grown-up yet